Greetings in the precious name of Jesus. I hope you are doing well. And uh, today I would like to introduce our dear friend and sister Esther Chow. Um, a little bit of introduction about her. Is, uh, Esther, sister Esther is a part of Revival City Church, New Jersey, USA. She plays an active role in her church by being a bass guitarist to co-leading intercession and also co-leading the women's group. She was involved in the ministry of worship at her sister church, this resting place house of prayer. Through the years 2009 to 2011, first as a devotional set worshipper and more often as a bass guitarist. And um, a little more about her, she has traveled to five different countries, uh, to Far East, Croatia, India, UAE, Sri Lanka, on short-term ministry trips. And she has played a wide role by serving other ministries uh, practical needs to equipping and teaching and she's also been into worship and intercession so it's an honor to have her uh, on this podcast today I'm so glad because I've been personally blessed by her ministry uh, when she was uh, here with us in India we our church hosted her for two days and we had a workshop and I still remember those things uh, that uh, sister Esther had touched upon which uh, made a impact on my life so i'm so excited to host her and uh, i'm sure this will be a time uh, this podcast will be a blessing to all our listeners so let's get into our uh, <laughs> yeah the podcast today and uh, so uh, sister esther hello and uh, can you give me a little background of your testimony and your encounter with the lord uh, to begin with Sure. Uh, to try to put in a nutshell, um, I didn't have like a one particular one Saul of Damascus, Saul on the road of Damascus kind of turning point, but I was brought up in the church. There was never really a time where I didn't know Jesus, to be quite honest. Um, it, was, it was quite a grace on my life that I was brought up being introduced to Jesus so early. Um, although I did have my milestones um, I might have prayed the prayer when I was yeah. maybe eight because I was just taught you know this is what you do okay. I was like okay and then maybe at 13 at a youth camp I had the realization of of sin and the truth that I really do believe this that God is real that I really am a sinner and this is bad and I and I need yeah. to repent and then um and there are different things that the Lord showed me along the way. Um, it wasn't until maybe seminary that I realized I didn't really understand the gospel. Like I knew, yes, you, Jesus, you're saved, but I didn't really understand grace okay. and what it what it really meant. Yes. And then um, it was after seminary in 2001 that I was actually in a very dry place, unfortunately. Okay. Um, just being, you know, so focused on the academics and the head knowledge and not not being in um in the right place in my heart and i was just very discouraged by certain situations that had come up in my parents church where i had just begun serving as a pastor and um, i was actually quite depressed and fearful and in a really bad place i felt mm -hmm. so distant or even while serving in ministry and it's at that time that i went to a what was called a praise night but there was this, um, a minister there by the name of Matt Sorger anyway he okay. ministers in the, the Holy Spirit okay. and one of those really power encounters of the Holy Spirit um, mm -hmm. 
we could call it different things. I call it my baptism of fire experience because okay, okay. that's really yes. what it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I know some people are a little, a little wary of such things, but I I can't pretend it's not what it yes. was that I fell out on the floor. I was wow. weeping at the top of my lungs. Wow. Um, okay. In hindsight, the Lord was just flushing out all the, the pain and the heaviness of my heart. I was just okay. laughing. Okay. And I People have certain things about that. I couldn't control it. And um, I started seeing visions. I had speaking things to me. And I experienced what in hindsight was my understanding what I was praying in tongues. And I was praying these things I never had faith for before. I never Hmm. had a vision for. And by the time I was off the floor, I was set free of depression. Filled with a delight and this pure heartfelt delight enjoy in Jesus that I wow. never had as a wow. Christian. Wow. I believed in him, I served him, but I didn't have that first love experience wow. and um I stayed in that honeymoon period for two and a half wow. years straight. Wow. After wow. And you know, I've had ups and downs after that, but you know, the baseline was raised mm-hmm. and um I that's when I really started seeing uh, God as a very present, very intimate, yes, um, and through the presence of the Holy Spirit, through His power, yes. through His manifested presence, yes. Um, wow! 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 <laughs> yeah, it, that so really amazing. was. Wow, yeah, that's that amazing. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I thank God. Uh, I thank you for uh, sharing that because uh, you were so transparent. Like, you know, you said you were a pastor's kid and yet uh, you said, uh, you know, there were times when you had to go through that depression. So not many of us would like to just, you know, come out and say, you know, because we have that, you know, fear or whatever. What would people think and things like that? Because you're under pressure. That's what I mean. You're under pressure, Mm -hmm. especially when your parents are pastors so yeah. <laughs> it's like you know you are you have that extra pressure probably a normal uh, not so churchy person could use that word but uh, i mean i i so much connect to what you said because uh, when god encountered me i was also in a phase of you know going through a depression so mm-hmm. i just still go back to that very same moment and i still i can still you know feel god it was so amazing his presence was so amazing like you know yeah. i i always go back to that point and i say god can you encounter me that way one more time because that first love and that first touch is so precious and yes and and it was it was all about you know him connecting to us rather than you know we trying to work it up to him so i'm so i'm so thankful thank you for sharing that uh, sis and uh, um, and on the same lines yeah sorry were you saying something Yes, glory to God. Thank you. Yes, yes, glory to God, of course. And um, so on the same lines, uh, can I know, uh, so you've been uh, involved in many different uh, roles in the church. Uh, were you, there, was there a significant time when you felt you were called for a certain ministry? Like say you were involved mostly in worship. So I would like to know if there was a specific uh, uh, moment when you really felt that God was calling you to into worship or yeah um oh gosh yeah so there are different aspects of what i'm called to do and that's why like every season you ask me it seems like i'm doing something different because i am wow <laughs> i've just i'm one of those well just god just created me to be a multifaceted person so sometimes good. i wish they more focused but 
um, you know, the Lord uses different people, vessels in different ways. Yes. Um, the way I received my call to ministry was different than my call to missions and my call to worship. So, but we could focus on the worship part. I think um, ever since I was a child, I really had a passion for music. And I always assumed that this is something that's just a hobby. And, yes. you know, I'm not going to be good enough to do it professionally in a way that I could support myself because that was the only yes. <laughs> way. Those are the only kind of categories I had. Okay. Like either you do a living, not, you know, just to serve mm-hmm. the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so this is just a hobby. And I always tried to kind of left it on the side. I pursued different things in life, like academics. And um, there were different points where the Lord showed me that this is not a hobby, that I have a passion for it because He put that in my heart. And wow. He gave a certain amount of ability um, to use it for the kingdom, just like any gift. And there was one particular thing that's encounter that stands out in my mind. I was watching a conference. I believe it was the One Thing Conference with IHOP Kansas City in like okay. 2008. I think they were praying about worship or something like that. And okay. um, I was just watching a live stream from home and I was seeing in a vision myself like digging in the ground and then I unearthed these two coins okay. and then I had another one in my pocket and then the Lord was revealing to me that I was like the servant in the parable of the talents that Jesus spoke, where there was the servant who had 10 talents and the one who had five and the one who had one yes. buried his talent in the ground. Oh my God. <laughs> he was afraid of the master. Yes. Yes. So he was afraid that he would be chastised for messing up basically. Right. And he actually got chastised for that. And yes, he's saying, yes. like, really, yes. you think hard man and the point is that was kind of sarcastic he wasn't like that because it represents god the father but is out of his poor understanding of the character of of the master that he reacted that way so it brought me to a very deep repentance i realized that i hid these these coins i think the lord told me had to do with like music performance another one was songwriting something like that okay the other one i did study a little bit of music in college and in different ways like just informally okay. on my own but really i didn't put those talents to use and really work it with what i had i mean I, there were different excuses when i was younger my parents couldn't really afford to give me music lessons but at the same time if i really pressed for it i think um they probably could have found a way but i i pursued other things as i said i i honestly academics was my idol okay. at that point that was mm-hmm. where i found my value so because I didn't pursue those things, I realized um, the music, I, my reason for not pursuing it was that I assumed that if I love mm-hmm. something so obviously, if it's so fun, obviously that's not God's calling for my life. Oh. And so this realization, I was thinking, that's terrible. Like I thought God as this joyless, you know, this killed joy and harsh mm-hmm. taskmaster and he's no fun and he oh. only wants to him in ways okay. that... Mm-hmm. you know sacrifice yes, yes. never yes. happy like yes. you're not supposed to be. so that's terrible that's not who the father yes. is yes we're yeah. at a place of surrender but yes yes it'd be joyless yes so i really wept that night i was just oh. and I, I wept and i just felt like um the lord was allowing those things to be unearthed again wow. and um 
so it was like a reinstating it was a commissioning it was a repentance and forgiveness it was a fresh revelation of the father's heart towards me and um and then from there things just opened up i always wanted to serve the lord through music so but it would always be through small things like just you know play guitar for my small mm. bible college and um and things like that but different opportunities have opened up here and there okay that's good that's good thank you sis thank you for that and uh, i i can connect to what you said so well because i i as well was uh, i mean i grew up in a very traditional background well i i thought i knew god i i thought you know i know everything i mean it was like about god but i really didn't know him and mm-hmm. picture that i had in my mind was so much similar to what uh, you said so it was very difficult for me to believe that uh, uh, the god whom i love i mean sorry the god whom i served really loved me i mean i never looked up uh looked up into him as a father but uh, i thank god right uh, i mean but now god has changed uh, my um what do you say he's worked so much in me that uh, now i can so confidently say that he is my father i mean uh, right so that that is very precious because that is the relationship that we have with our god so it our revelation of god is so much important to how we connect to him don't you think right yes Absolutely. so if we look at him like how you had a wrong uh, uh, understanding so it, it was my wrong understanding too like i saw him as this serious father and you know you can't have fun it's all about you know praying too hard or you know doing things the right way so i had to really you know <laughs> god really worked in me i thank god for that and 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 thank you for sharing that because i can just connect to everything that you said and yeah. Uh, yeah thank god for that yeah, yeah. And, uh, yes yes so um and um uh and my favorite topic uh, now would be to ask you how did you start uh, like you know hearing from god i just love it when you actually uh, were here and you were discussing about how you hear god and follow his voice so i believe that is that is the person you are so i just I just want you to tell us how you started on this journey of hearing from God. Mhm. Well, um I feel like I could I could relate to several different Christians in that journey because I've I've been in so many different seasons of that. Like as I mentioned, I grew up in the church, so I grew up just learning that you hear God by reading the Bible, by listening to sermons. That's that's okay. how you hear. Okay. And um and you talk to him by praying so yes pray is when when you pray is when you talk to him when you read the bible that's when he talks to you or through maybe a message yes and and for many years of my life that's that's really all it was and there were times where i tried to ask him a question and i just waited an answer for an <laughs> answer i thought i got some <laughs> of something and that to be not it and but the lord really led me most you know the first half of my life really through um more than half just reading reading the word getting to know the word and there's just that way how when you need to know something um you know scripture that you had yes. memorized years ago just pops into your head or you go to church and somehow you feel like the preacher is speaking directly to you and yes. think, um those are all very valid and i think sometimes they're downplayed because they mm-hmm. don't seem educational but the more you have a relationship with god even those um seemingly ordinary ways are quite specific to you True. and so i don't 
So I, I think that's a very, very important thing to have as a foundation to really be rooted in the word um, yes and bible studies not just reading it on your own either right. um you know because there's some subjectivity but there's that and then it was after that encounter that i had in 2007 that i mentioned um actually a little bit before that i had hmm. after i graduated college i was really lost as to what i should do with my life and what god's calling was for me and i felt so um, directionless so I just I didn't know what to do um, and I just really prayed and prayed and I was so desperate to just to know what to do next with my life and um, I think for me I'm very driven by purpose it's very wow. difficult to do things if I don't have a purpose right. um, so it's you know there's a downside to that too but when I have a sense mm -hmm. of purpose through a lot of things so it's really um, difficult for me to live without a sense of purpose. And there was one day that I was going to these early morning prayer meetings at my parents' church, my church at the time as well. Mm -hmm. And um, the word seminary just popped into my head. Like I'm thinking about this idea and I'm in denial. Mm -hmm. And then I right, rationalized it and I thought to myself, wait, like this couldn't, if it were my my own idea, why would I have freaked out like that? I would have just been like, nah, I don't think that's I don't think that's something mm -hmm. I want to do. Yes, but it's like I was responding to an idea from somewhere else. It's like as if the I the whole the idea of it popped into my head from elsewhere. Hmm. Um, the more I prayed about it, and the more I started taking steps to attend seminary, things just started falling into place in my life. Oh. And funny how that one word literally one word what brought me through the next three wow. four years of life and seminary was Man. very different where i attended it was academically very rigorous which is probably why i ended up so dry on the other side but anyway that one word was enough and then and then fast forward now to that encounter so after seminary i was in that place of spiritual dryness i had mm -hmm. that encounter with the holy spirit in 2007 and that's when i first I mean, it's like a cork popped and all the champagne, you know, spilled out. And I started hearing the Lord speak to me and I saw visions and things. So it a lot happened that night. But then after I got home, um, I was so excited about that. So I just started praying. Um, I did have a regular consistent prayer life that I, I really give credit to my mom and dad for instilling wow. that in me wow. ever since. They used to pray with us by our bedside since we were small. And then I just watching my parents I, and, and hearing them preach, I developed that daily prayer wow, life. So so, well, like, you know, I have a crazy prayer life where I say things, you know, I see visions and I hear stuff. But hey, I had 28 years of boring prayers before that happened. <laughs> so I heard anybody, you know, the so-called yes. boring prayers, yes. you know, those are those have value and it really Yes. roots you deeply into putting yourself presenting yourself before the lord even True. though you're you may not be listening to him he's listening to you yes and so um i started just to have that same experience again that i had at that encounter because i was so shocked pleasantly shocked that the god of the universe would directly communicate with me in such a personal way wow. and make him so even tangibly felt wow. so i started um really being uh, very determined to spend at least an hour or so wow. uh, 
every single night to just seek him more. And then um, in those times of prayer, something new that I had added that I learned from that preacher was to incorporate worship, worship mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. Times. I never did before. It sounds so, yes. it may seem so. It's to some people, it really, I wasn't taught that. It was Bible, yes. prayer, church, but not, yes. you know, bringing worship music into mm-hmm. my, 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 my times with the Lord. So I would begin with listening to some recorded worship songs and just worshiping in my heart along with that. And then from there, really just seeking and praying God and just loving Him and wanting more of His presence and more of what I had experienced. Mm-hmm. And then gradually, so even though I had all of that stuff happen that night, it was only gradual that I started hearing Him more and more on my own, in my own private times with the wow. Lord. And started as like, um, I think like maybe impressions are very inner audible things. Like one of the first things I heard Him say to me, was it's time to read Esther and he actually said my name at the end of it and I was like wow wow because <laughs> I felt like so much of my life wow. was like yes. just metaphorically barren and I didn't have anything to show for all my years of hard work in life and wow. you know he's saying it now it's time to read Esther and it's wow, wow. personal and then from there I started seeing visions which at the time were kind of murky it's like um some people have vivid dreams i used to not and it's like what you see in a dream like things are hazy like you yes. kind of know your best friend but their face is kind of yes. concealed such and and i would often more often than not be wondering is this god or is this me but that's often how it starts wow. and as as i continue just pursuing him day after day after day and um those things started to increase and um and i had to grow like you learn discernment as a skill as well as a spiritual gift but um you grow better in distinguishing is this from the lord is this my imagination which is mm, yes question of a yeah. lot of us yes 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 and still is once in a while but those mm. those of questioning become less as we really grow in wow. it Wow, wow, that was so beautiful, sis. Thank you so much for sharing. And um, like, really, it was what you said is, you know, it's a journey. It was a pursuit for you. It is not an, uh, you know, one night thing or, you know, just a seasonal thing that we do to hear from God, to hear from God on a, a consistent basis. You need to have that kind of a pursuit. So that's what, uh, you know, that really touched me. And I, I believe it is a blessing to everybody who's uh, listening and uh, yeah thank you so much that actually encourages us to you know pursue yeah. god on a consistent basis because i always when i whenever i hear someone say i hear god that is something my all my antennas go up and i be like wow i want this i want this so this was so helpful and such a blessing thank you for sharing that and um, so i would like to ask you like uh, coming to the setup where you are on your leading worship and you are with your team on the stage uh, how do you maintain a balance between uh, your you know being excellent at what you do at the same time your skill and also have your eyes on you know jesus how do we maintain that uh, sis right um first just to just to let you know though like it's been it's been a while since i've had my own set team and that i've been leading um lately it's been more either me leading by myself or um like a per 
like on the like ad hoc kind of team that's like mm-hmm. put together for the occasion. Okay. okay. So um, the team that I, that I do serve on reg- more regularly is probably at church and at the House of Prayer. The thing is with that, it's also revolving door of musicians. So it's not always the same group of people, but we could get to some of that later. I think you want to know about that later, but um, yes. re- perfectionism, excellence, um, and uh, and being spirit-led. Yes, that's, that's right. Yes, yes. That's- yeah. Um, I, I found, I remember there's something that I had journaled about. Um, this was just, I think, last year. So I... So this is a kind of advice where the truth is obviously, if it's biblical truth, it applies to everybody. However, the application tends not to be one size fits all. Mm-hmm. It really depends That's on true. the condition yes. of the individual's heart and what season they're in. You know, there's what is in my heart that God is trying to work on in that given season. And sometimes mm-hmm. God will try to work on an issue that we have. Sometimes it's not because we have a particular issue but the Lord's trying to break us out into something new. Wow. Um, so with that caveat, I will say for me personally, my tendency tends to lean towards perfectionism. Okay. That has been unfortunately a lifelong yes. struggle. Every time I think I've been broken free of it, there's something else that the Lord okay. wow. <laughs> come to surface. Yes. So one thing that the Lord had said to me just last year, he was saying, this was more in the context of me playing my instrument, but he was saying, um, play bass for me, not mm. not for yourself, mm. not for your worship team leader, not for that ministry, not for anybody else. And um, and then the Lord was, I mean, that, that word even came up to me recently because in the middle of playing something just this past week, I was playing and I was like, oh, why don't I try something like this? And I realized, oh my gosh, I'm... I wanted my the thought in my head was I want to try this interesting like because I kind of want to impress this other musician who I know is a great musician on the team and in that moment I had to like I had this like bit of a fear of the Lord like oh my gosh what am I doing <laughs> and in these moments we can easily these ideas can come in and out right. or true I'm sure you know if we're if we're yes honest, yes if yes yes guest walks into your church and true then, true yes. like you're on the team every week but it's like yes. oh. You know, so-and-so is watching our church today. I better like yes. hit that. Yes, yes. <laughs> or could have, you know, sing this little extra little fancy bit. That's true. And it's not wrong to try to hit that note or sing that fancy bit. But if my motivation is that, oh, I hope that person will be impressed. Yes, yes. Or on the negative side, I hope I don't embarrass myself or my church in front of this person. That's already, right. I've already gotten a little bit off course. And that's a dangerous thing if we allow yes. that. yes. Thing. So for me, um, the Lord also said that he's been trying to break me out of perfectionism and that perfectionism can have a mask of excellence. Mm -hmm. And excellence is actually like a Trojan horse, you know, referring to the Iliad. Yes. Excellence is like a Trojan horse and inside the horse, the enemy soldiers are perfectionism. Wow. Perfectionism is actually rooted in the fear of failure and Mm. the fear of men. You know, because I'm afraid of looking bad in front of someone. Um, or it could be idolatry, you know, True. trying to idolize my gifts or even like a certain polished idea of what worship is supposed to be. Yes. And all of these things. Um, so it's showing that perfectionism is really driven by fear and idolatry. And then the Lord spoke to me very lovingly, but sternly at the same time. Wow. Don't try to enter my gates with a Trojan horse. Hmm. <laughs> 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's how they got through the gates. Yes. It's like as as worshipers and worship musicians, sometimes we we repeat this kind of mantra of excellence. So we need to get, yes. we, we need to give excellence, but you know, only this the issue is that it's a heart matter. Yes. So I can't always judge why somebody else is saying we need to have excellence or but sometimes, you know, um we are actually pursuing an idea of perfectionistic worship. So you know, what what is the linchpin of that? Um the Lord made me realize is if you are willing to sacrifice that excellence on the altar so that the presence would come then we know wow. that them is wow. not our our driving motivation and is not an idol. Oh if we we desire excellence for the sake of yes. giving God our best wow, and yes. hoping to create an environment where there are no distractions for people to worship then it could be used in the service. Yes. But it's so easy where we could start mm. on that path mm. and then if really it's yes. so easy for hearts are so fickle that yes I've repeated many times and it's true that we don't want to keep making mistakes we don't want to keep playing the That's wrong right. notes yes. keep it can be distracting at a certain level, level yes yes the worship but then we start to get focused on that so much that we forget to think about stewarding the presence of the holy spirit so i'm making these excuses we're not playing the right the songs in the right order we didn't sing the right notes like we need True. to practice more True. like people True. are not encountering god because yes. we're not doing this yes okay but did you yes. really spend time to pray that week yes. are you reading the holy spirit in that moment yes. one yes. thing i playing at resting place so much and we have so many spirit filled thank god so many spirit led worship leaders who in the moment they're excellent musicians but in the moment of worship they'll they'll throw things out the window cuz they have grown such a sensitivity to the holy spirit wow. that they know that in that moment the lord will will tell them like no sing this song instead and it's a song that we didn't even practice hmm. so we'll have to you know it takes a certain yes. amount of music yes. to be able to that off to yes a song that we didn't even learn at all um but you know just for the sake of illustration um we might have to change something in the moment because the holy spirit is doing something um that that we need to come under and support we can't at that point we can't be so um committed to our plan for uh, ourselves that we'll ignore what the holy spirit is doing oh. in the moment in order yes. to uphold our set we have to bring that set in excellence of the lord but then yes. if the lord the lead we have to um throw that away in favor that's right and that's right people might say um you know like why does why does the holy spirit tell you that i don't know he's god i know <laughs> there's so many right. doesn't wow. tell me wow wow something wow. he does yes you know yes. in daily time there are many things he tells you yes yes always something he spoke to me recently he's like i reserve the right to have surprises <laughs> <laughs> that's true um, so i think excellence does now to speak to the people who may be on the opposite end of the yes. spectrum um i think everything is really rooted in the heart of how we see god so if i see if i don't see him as sovereign and as worthy of 
and able to take full control of a worship situation, even if it might be musically messy, that he would still have his way, then I might have to work on this thing of needing to surrender excellence in the favor of presence. Now there are people on the other end, they love God, they they love worship, but they might be more lax about the idea, like they don't want to practice during the week, they don't want to yes. grow in their skills. Um, yes. I, you know, we have different skill levels and that's fine. God can yes. use, you know, between 10 talents and one talents and everything in between, God can use that. But I personally believe you shouldn't be in the same exact place in your skill, like 10 years true. down the line. That's true. So like some, That's true. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, I think the more that we have a revelation of the glory of God and the power and the excellence and, you know, the way that the the elders and the angels worship him in the throne room and you have this sense of overwhelming awe of his majesty. Yes. You know, if once you have that, it's like you would feel, how could I not give him yes. my absolute best, whatever wow. it looks yes. like in this yes. season of my life. Mm -hmm. So um, I think part of just to be practical, I think one thing that helps is to make sure you do your practice and work on your skill you know off the platform but also like don't always separate between skill and mm. presence here i always try to um have to remember to do this i i used to try to always pray before i practice even if i'm practicing some you know mundane exercise on the base like i try to pray before i even do a practice routine okay. and bring him to that and then I think what I need to do more of, what he's telling me these days, I need to also do the opposite, bring my instrument into my times of practicing the presence. So practice, practice the presence during your musical practice, bring your instrument into the place wow. of wow. So that, you know, it's it's a different focus when you're practicing your, you do have to repeat, you have to be mentally That's connected. Right. You have to play certain things over and over till it gets better. Yes. But then in the place of worship, it's it's hard to um, really focus on the Lord. So when you have a time of worship, to just have your instrument on hand, but be more focused on just Him and just play whatever comes out, you know, even if it might be a bit sloppy. So I need to grow in that area, growing, mm -hmm. just bringing mm -hmm. my instrument into just the place of worship where the focus is more... Um, I mean, I, I, it's easier for me to spend time with God without my instrument because I don't want to be bothered by that. Yes, but, yes. Um, you yeah. know, in order to do what we do on the platform, it, it's, it's always an overflow of what we do off the platform, That's whether right. it's prayer, whether it's hosting the presence of God. You can't yes. just flick it on like a switch if you haven't done that Monday yes. through Sunday. Yes. And the same thing with our instruments. If you haven't practiced all week, you know, you can't just flip it on and sound great necessarily yes that's true wow i <laughs> there were so many things that you said i don't know i will myself have to go back and listen you know over and over to this particular because there was there were such deep revelations that you just spoke and uh, mm. i honestly don't think i have grasped it all at once but i do get <laughs> the point where you are saying you know uh, our god i believe it's it's more of a balance that uh, we need to look at right it's not only skill uh, leave i mean and letting out the worship but it's it's both but ultimately with the right heart that's what i understand so like yes yeah yes. the heart 
is the motivation for what it is. But I think in a given season, we need to submit to the Holy Spirit to show us which area we're weak in in that season. Because there was a long season where the Lord told me to like practice bass for two hours a day. Wow. And I didn't tell anybody I was doing that because I had stopped playing bass for six years actually because the okay. Lord told me this is not the time for this. And He just wow. wanted me to hours and hours in his presence like just in his presence wow. so i thought by base again i considered there was a time where i needed finances so i considered selling it yes. and the lord this is not the time for that and then one day suddenly he said pick it up again and that was wow. i really had to for six of that instrument at least for six years so i had lost most of my ability but he started off by saying practice wow. to Day. Wow, wow. I can hit two hours a day, but at least <laughs> because that was the benchmark, you know, I okay. practice more than I would okay. have. Okay. And then later seasons, he, when I would pick up my instrument to practice, he would actually physically stop me. He said, like, no, <laughs> like he would just oh. have this on me. Because it's a con, it's what I was talking about is rooted in a condition of the heart, whether yes. we need to grow in excellence because we want to give God our best or whether yes. we want to grow in being just surrendered, surrendering even excellence for the sake of his presence. Yes. And from season to season, that might change. So we really need to submit and surrender to the Holy Spirit to yes. reveal to us yes. Yes. we should be, which aspect we need to be focused on in that season. Yes. So. So as I was saying, there's a season where I thought I needed to be working on skill and excellence. And he was like, no, you need to be in the presence. And in hindsight, I see he was teaching me to steward the presence. Wow. And then times that I was just lost in the presence and not practicing at all. Then it was in a certain season, he told me for a good year or so, you need to practice two hours. You need to practice your instrument two hours every single day. And wow. um, so yeah yes yes thank you so much sis thank you like i said uh, you 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 just gave us so much of uh, uh, what to say <laughs> revelation so uh, really it'll take so much time for us to grasp and you know really understand but i thank you so much uh, and uh, i love the journey that you know you are on and uh, i thank god for that and uh, uh, and and adding to the same point, uh, can I ask you another? I mean, I just want to know uh, now as a team, uh, is there anything uh, like you you have your own team, right? So uh, as a team, is there any activity that you do together so that you know when you are uh, on stage, you are you know more in sync with each other? Is there anything that you guys practice that will help you to? Uh, be on the same page. Mm -hmm. um, so as I mentioned, um, currently I'm in teams that are constantly, where the members are constantly changing week to yes. week even. Yes, yes. So we have um, the same people. Um, when I did have that, um, I think my first worship team that I was on, like we would have a meal together, you know, we would have times fellowshipping with each other before. I think ideally that's really important and mm -hmm. more and more, the Lord is leading me to see that ministry really needs to be from a place of family and relationship. Wow. That yes. not be the secondary thing that family should come first. I don't mean just our natural family, but becoming family with the group that we minister with. Yes. And then entering out of that relationship 
So um, there's a deeper level of relationship, and because when there's a deeper level of relationship, there's deeper unity. And、mm-hmm. as one thirty three says, that there is a a blessing that God has commanded. The more that、um, that His people, that brothers and sisters, are in unity. So,、um, so, so, yeah, I I highly recommend that when possible to just build relationships off the platform when you're not necessarily doing things. Um, that said,、um, like at resting place, it's I think last time I heard there was something like eighty people on the roster, and there's always we're always being put in different combinations. Okay, especially after COVID, because there was a limited number of people available, so we just had to go with who was available from week to week, even. So okay, okay, kind of the consistency, but we do try to have、um, team nights where we would just worship on our own, like it was just for the team to come on a day. And you know, on another day of the week, and simply、um, we're not performing for anybody. I'm mean, not that we should ever be, but you know, just have worship, just so that we ourselves could be in fellowship in the place of worship to God. And those have been those have been really good、um, times of just gathering together for meals and things like that.、Um, and one thing that we do. Every time is really to have a time of prayer and ministering to one another before we get on the platform.、Wow. That's another powerful thing, yeah. To yes, connect, yes. minister to one another, as、okay. in、like、your personal, like your actual personal prayer request, not just "I hope I sing the song well," but、yes. like last, I lost my job and I don't know what to do, and have your your first lay hands、wow. on you, pray,、wow. and it's it's. So when everyone shares and is and is vulnerable, and both when you receive ministry, it's humbling, and then when you give ministry, it's also empowering, and you feel like you're more invested in each other's lives. So that、yes. when you're on the form,、yes. you don't just see it as like these coworkers,、yes. or you know, if should a difference of opinion arise about something, you、yes. still have relation of friendship and relationship、yes. undergird. Yes, wow, wow, <laughs> that that was amazing, sis. Really, that that as well helped me a lot, and、uh, I I believe it it is.、Uh, I mean, so far the conversation has been such a blessing to all our listeners as well, and um, and uh, I would also like to know if、uh, there were any key. I mean, you have any testimonies of how people have encountered the Lord through your worship?、Uh, anything that you would like to share? Yeah,、um, there was a couple things that had come to mind. That come to mind are、um, I was leading a what we call a devotional set, and that's that would be on a Tuesday night. They were just a very small crowd of people,、um, and sometimes when it was late night, it would be just like sometimes like between one to four people at times, and、um, and it's a two hour set, so you're you're sitting there alone with your guitar, just singing there, and there's like. No one there, and sometimes、um, there were. The Lord brought me through this time where He.、Uh, I'm very much a person of preparation, and as I mentioned, like yes, excellence, yes, 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 yes,、yeah, perfectionism, like, perfectionism, yes. <laughs> so I try to prepare my sets, and I would, I would spend hours preparing a set, whether there's like two people or twenty、okay. or whatever, and、um, and the Lord would just stop me from that, and I would get really frustrated with.、Me. Like I need to get ready to worship you. <laughs> I feel like I need to I need to prepare this, and then um, and I 
and he wouldn't even let me practice my vocal warm-ups and I was like really like why are you really <laughs> upset and I realized I was getting upset because I don't want to embarrass myself by yes. singing off pitch or my voice cracking in the middle of a worship service and I'd be driving there and the Lord spoke to me he said it's like I'm doing this because I want you to know it has nothing to do with you when I do what I'm going to do through you wow and, yes and there would be times where you know and I and again to be vulnerable there's off unfortunately more often than not there are times where I just at the point that I'm getting on the platform I just feel this like almost dread and I'm just like oh I don't be here and then like once I get in that place of worship you just have to press through and do it and yes. you realize then it dissipates and you realize it was just attack from the enemy and the presence of God just comes over me and yes. you know at point I don't care if I'm off pitch or my voice cracks yes. or, you know yes. so I know yes. and then after that's like there was this one time that I was just kind of singing spontaneously and not you know fully sure if it was prophetic or not but afterwards you know like one specific time some I was singing about you know God knows he knows what you need and I think I had like tears coming down my eyes because I was getting so touched and you know he he sees you there he saw you with that great big bowl of ice cream and, <laughs> and you know <laughs> drowning your sorrows oh yes like yes he knows what you need your finances your yes. your, situation, your job your husband all of these things and a young lady came up to me afterwards saying you were singing exactly wow. what I was this week even about the ice cream and everything wow <laughs> look at that <laughs> um, yeah not too long wow. after I wow so <laughs> and another time at one of those sets mm. I, a, um, a woman came a couple came up to me saying like you were singing exactly this is again when I was singing something mm -hmm. spontaneously wow apparently prophetic and they said yes. you were singing exactly what we were struggling through this week like thank you so much and wow mm. and I like to share those stories of when of the times when I didn't feel like I was on top of it where I felt like a mess but yes. I just did it you know out of obedience and um yes and the Lord heard me first of all and touched my heart yes and that have been I mean it's enough even if you didn't feel anything you we give our worship it is right. a sacrifice praise, right. but in his right. life, he yes. touches our heart yes then in the that he touched the hearts of these these other yes. people yes that's beautiful yes <laughs> really that that is something so beautiful when when we when we when our heart is right you know when we want to do it just to obey god i think that itself pleases him and and we actually see the result or the fruit of it right sis that's right, something right. yes yes because oh, ultimately it all boils down to the heart and uh, you know what 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 was the motive of your heart so i remember uh, jen johnson saying you know after the worship set she would go back and you know think of two questions that you know she would ask herself whom did i do it for and did i do my best so those two mm -hmm. things she goes mm -hmm. back again and again every time after she has led worship uh, that is the time that all of us you know have those questions oh my god i didn't do this well i didn't do that well or we right. could have done something better but uh, i this personally when i heard uh, blesses me so much because uh, i've actually begun to do that right you know uh, every time god gives me an opportunity i go back and then i say i i i mean those two questions are so profound i mean i think it summarizes what you are saying as well like you know why That's did you true. do it for and you know did you do your best or 
something like that so that's right. so powerful what you shared yes yeah could just add one more thing i should have said and also again goes back to practicing the presence of god yes in your in your times with him like again throughout the week so we can again like as much as i wish i could say i every time i get on the platform i'm excited and you know <laughs> yes. it's, it's not yes. that way but we have a really deep reservoir of the presence of god that you steward in your life it's almost like you can't help but have Overflow, that spill right right so there's that like you know we have our morning prayer meetings at 7 a.m. and i am not a morning person mm. but i just really but when i do get on that call i i lead just by playing acoustic guitar and i sing and um there are times that like i'm barely awake my mind's barely there like i have mm. my morning voice like i'm almost croaking and people have said like oh, i felt the presence of god like nothing else <laughs> ah really <laughs> i did like i might not even be feeling it totally in that moment um i'm just you know yes, trying to yes. be yes. worshiping true giving a sacrifice of praise but yes, people are yes so i couldn't have made that happen unless you know that's overflowing in me and there are times that god just takes over things and does pour out his power in a moment but if you want to be the kind of person who carries it for the long haul hmm. we need to have developed the disciplines hmm. of doing these things as regular routines in our lives yes so that does you it does help to have that reservoir i want to say of his presence in your life so at any moment when yes. you know in or out if you're not yes. mentally emotionally there or not at your spiritual peak in that that particular moment yes. you can have that that presence that you've cultivated all the other you know throughout the whole entire week that will wow. just pour wow that that is such a blessing thank you thank you for sharing that and uh, i would also like to know i mean there's any uh, message that uh, uh, you convey through your worship i mean is that that life message that you have that about god that you actually want to give to people when you are ministering either you're in worship or you're teaching what is that uh, uh, core message that resounds so much with you that you always want to uh, give it to people about god ha huh. Wow, I can't really boil it down to one thing. Um I guess uh, gosh, there's so many. Um I guess the one answer that you can't go wrong with is just that he is your intimate best friend that wow. he wants to be the center of everything you do, that he's so present that he's not this far away. Just I guess that's wow. my guess. Yes, yes. Yes. God like with this um clipboard just checking off, you know, making sure you you did your duties, but he wants to be involved in every aspect. And I mean wow. every little aspect. I don't mean in a controlling way like mm. not wear your hair that way because that looks better <laughs> like yes. but some tell me like wear your hair this way because like as a best friend that's what you do for one another. Wow. And sometimes it'll be a prophetic message. I mean, um I don't know if that's too much for some people here. There was a time where I felt the Lord telling me to get a a perm, like you know, get curls. Wow. And then I was like sitting and like, what? Why? <laughs> like, I was doing it, and then part of it, I got to pray and minister to the lady who's doing my hair. So that's oh, that's something. Wow. He was speaking to me about like um, 
like upward spirals, you know, that like basically like my life would go like in ever increasing glory, like up wow. and up, something like that. So, and and it's not like you know that doesn't mean everybody go run out and get your hair done. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> When you have such an intimate friendship with somebody, you talk about everything. The closer you are, somebody, yes, yes, the more free you are to talk about. Oh, what did you eat today? Or like, yes, yes, or going to wear tomorrow? I'm just thinking yeah. about this. Or like, oh, maybe do this, and then, and then in those mundane, everyday moments of friendship, he does have profound things to say to us and wow. to release. Wow, wow. That's one wow. thing. Go on and on. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That's that's so beautiful. Yeah, we can see that in your life, the journey that you have had, the experiences that you have shared. It reflects so much about what you are actually saying. And yeah, I, I just can feel that. You know, that's that's who you are, right? That's who you are. Like that. That's what you want to convey to the world about your God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I uh, I would also uh, like to ask you. Um, now that you know the situation is <clears throat> so uncertain uh, what do you think uh, uh, a worshiper or a believer can do to anchor themselves uh, in god more because we are going to such going through such uncertain difficult times so what would you say uh, you know that we can do to be anchored in god you mean with the current worldwide yes situation? current world situation yes yeah i think that's why more than ever i you know what i think the most profound and important truths of the bible always come to, down to the most basic things like yes. you know love towards your god love your neighbor like read the bible pray those things are what we learn as baby you know newborn christians right right and first stop becoming true they just get deeper and sometimes challenged in different ways and we get new levels of how well we're able to do those things as we become more mature christians um but really it's it never becomes when you really are on that journey with a living dynamic powerful um ever ever changing in the way like what he's doing of course his yes. nature never changes but he's That's always true. doing something yes. a new yes yes so um it it doesn't get boring if we're really connected to him and it it roots us deeper so really um like there were like very difficult times that my family went through like um the time that my sister was hospitalized and she was in the hospital for 10 and a half months she had gone to um she had brain injury and then so she was first in a coma and then after she came out of the coma she was unable to speak or communicate or move her body or anything so almost like being in a vegetative state but she was conscious as far okay. as we know okay. and we and in a half months of that it was very very difficult and so in the natural so hopeless and there were times where we couldn't communicate with her at all cuz we didn't know cuz when she wasn't conscious so all i could do was sit in that room and just put on my headphones cuz it was you know as an icu i couldn't really be yes noisy and i just sat there i closed my eyes and i worshiped in the presence of god wow. just filled, wow. filled that space and i was just in this place of complete joy and well complete peace rather and just you know basking in the presence of god and i just was hoping that it would just overflow onto her and fill that place and you know so that's for me that was one of the road tested wow. tr- 
when you just lose yourself in the presence of God and focus on who He is, it's not the same thing as escapism. Escapism is just you know distracting yourself with something right. else. Yes, what yes. movie or food yes. or like promiscuous video or whatever it is um, to try to replace it with something else. But That's you know, right. God is truth. He is the way and the truth and the life. True. So when the God, it's not denying that problems exist. It's yes. getting in the fact that He is so much bigger than all of these things, yes. and it's not not escapism. It's running to the truth that God is truly greater than whatever those problems are. That He is the one in control. That His reality is higher than this reality of what we see. I'm not saying it's not reality, but His reality is something higher. Yes, and is something. That will overcome all of these things, really. Yes. Um, so um, it's it, yeah, it's not cliche to say that we we do need to learn to obviously and all the things that hopefully are obvious to listeners um, read the Bible regularly, um, pray, have people who are praying for you, you know, your yes, prayer yes. support, your community yes, yes. that you struggles with um, people. Who know you know that if I I know that if I share my prayer requests with them that they will be praying for those right, things. Yes, yes. Um, hearing from the Lord, you know, the more we practice hearing from the Lord, the more we we are able to hear Him. Again, yes. it might not be audible voice might not even be inner audible, but um, in the different ways, whether it's True. something says to us or a scripture popping off, seeming like it popped off the page. And, and worship and the more that those become a daily habit that when the time of crisis hits it becomes the natural place to run to it's not an awkward place to run yes, to yes so, yes like yes. if you have a like you know certain family members like you just call them or run to them and if yes. you didn't have the city where you live you have that hesitation and that awkwardness yes. like oh, there's my neighbor like- and they, but we don't have that kind of relationship but wow. I really need yes. So sometimes you have to press through and go anyway. Yes. But the more we have cultivated that kind of relationship with the Lord in in the fair weather times, it's yes. just a place where you yes. run to in the foul weather times and, and you do experience that peace. Yes, yes. That's so beautiful. Thank you, sis. Thank you so much. So so having our focus on God and you know, magnifying God above our problems. So, and having a strong community of people around you who share the same faith, you know, building up each other. So, these are some of the things that will really help us. And thank you so much for touching upon all of these aspects so well. And it's it's such a blessing. Um, like I said, <laughs> there's so much for me personally to grasp that I would really go back and <laughs> kind of re-hear so many times. I, I'm really so blessed doing this with you and I thank you for being so, uh, you know, transparent with us, sharing, uh, you know, your journey. And um, and I would like to ask you to pray, close this uh, conversation. Sure. Yes? Yeah. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this this time that we could share and we could talk about you and talk about worship. Lord, um, even as we talk about this, God, I pray that we won't walk away just having talked about you, but we would remember that it's it's all about your presence. 
Um, and it's not just this mystical thing, or it's not just about supernatural experiences that give us goosebumps. But your presence is—it's you. It's having a personal relationship with you in the most intimate way possible. So, Lord God, I just pray for the grace for everybody listening that they would all walk into a deeper level of knowing you as an intimate friend, of allowing you to come in to. Every place in their hearts, God. I pray that we would all be willing to just open up the doors, even those secret hidden doors, inside the the house of our lives, Lord, and just letting you walk into every nook and cranny, so that you could breathe life into every space, Lord. God, I pray that we would all grow as worshipers, Lord God. That we yes. would be worshipers in the secret place before we try to be worshipers on a platform. God, I pray that. Um, that your Holy Spirit would just also give us the grace to to be disciplined to make that time for you and yes. and to do the things that we need to make a even a, a public worship service possible, Lord God. But once we are in that place, that we would just hand over the keys to you and allow yes, you to God. sit in the driver's seat and and really do whatever you wish, Lord God. Help us to have greater confidence. And who you are, and what you want to do through us, and even, and even apart from us, what you want to do among the people who are present, Lord God, I pray that you, your Spirit, would just help make sense of all the things that I've shared, and let the right deposits go to the right people, and Amen. help um, help us all to process the right things at the right time, and in the way that applies to our lives, and that. In this particular season, Lord God, we just give you the glory and the honor. We thank you, Jesus, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 As regular routines in our lives. Yes. So that does you. It does help to have that reservoir. I want to say of His presence in your life. So at any moment, when yes. you know, in or out, if you're not yes. mentally emotionally there or not at your spiritual peak in that that particular moment yes. you can have that that presence that you've cultivated all the other you know throughout the whole entire week that'll yeah. just pour wow that that's such a blessing thank you thank you for sharing that and uh, i would also like to know i mean there's any uh, message that uh, Uh, you convey through your worship. I mean, is that that life message that you have that about God that you actually want to give to people when you are ministering, either you are in worship or you are teaching? What is that uh, uh, core message that resounds so much with you that you always want to uh, give it to people about God? Ah, uh-huh. wow! I can't really boil it down to one thing. Um... I guess, uh, gosh, there's so many. Um, I guess the one answer that you can't go wrong with is just that he is your intimate best friend. That wow. he wants to be the center of everything you do. That he's so present. That he's not this far away. Just I guess that's wow. my guess. Yes, he's not yes. Far away. Yes. Yes. God, like with this um, clipboard, just checking off. You know, making sure you you did your duties. But he wants to be involved in every aspect, and I mean wow. every single aspect. I don't mean in a controlling way, like mm. 
not wear your hair that way because that looks better. <laughs> like, yeah. but sometimes tell me, like, wear your hair this way. Because, like, as a best friend, that's what you do for one another. Wow. And sometimes it'll be a prophetic message. I mean, um, I don't know if that's too much for some people here. There was a time where I felt the Lord telling me to get a, a perm, like, you know, get curls. Wow. And then I was like, sitting in the like, what? Why? <laughs> I was doing it. And then part of it, I got to pray and minister to the lady who's doing my hair. So that's, oh, that's something. Wow. She was speaking to me about like, um, like upward spirals, you know, that like basically like my life would go like in ever increasing glory, like up wow. and up, something like that. So, and, and it's not like, you know, that doesn't mean everybody go run out and get your hair done. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> When you have such an intimate friendship with somebody, you talk about everything. The closer you are, somebody, yes, yes, the more free you are to talk about. Oh, what did you eat today? Or like, yes, yes, or going to wear tomorrow? I'm just thinking yeah. about this. Or like, oh, maybe do this, and then and then in those mundane, everyday moments of friendship, he does have profound things to say to us and wow. to release. Wow, wow. That's one thing go on and on <laughs> yes 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 that's that's so beautiful yeah we can see that in your life the journey that you have had the experiences that you have shared it reflects so much about what you are actually saying and yeah i, I just can feel that you know that's that's who you are right that's who you are like that that's what you want to convey to the world about your god yeah mm -hmm. and, um, so i uh, i would also uh, like to ask you uh, now that you know the situation is <clears throat> so uncertain, uh, what do you think uh, uh, a worshiper or a believer can do to anchor themselves uh, in God more? Because we are going to such going through such uncertain, difficult times. So, what would you say? Uh, you know that we can do to be anchored in God. You mean with the current worldwide yes, situation? Yes, current world situation, yes. Yeah, I think that's why more than ever, I, you know what, I think the most profound and important truths of the Bible always come to, down to the most basic things, like, yes. you know, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor, like, read the Bible, pray. Those things are what we learn as baby, you know, newborn Christians. Right, right. And first stop becoming true they just get deeper and sometimes challenged in different ways and we get new levels of how well we're able to do those things as we become more mature christians um but really it's it never becomes when you really are on that journey with a living dynamic powerful um ever ever changing in the way like what he's doing of course his yes. nature never changes but he's That's always true. doing something yes. a new yes yes so um it it doesn't get boring if we're really connected to him and it it roots us deeper so really um like there were like very difficult times that my family went through like um the time that my sister was hospitalized and she was in the hospital for 10 and a half months she had gone to um, she had brain injury and then so she was first in a coma and then after she came out of the coma she was unable to speak or communicate or move her body or anything so almost like being in a vegetative state but she was conscious as far okay. as we know okay. and we ten and a half months of that it was very very difficult and so in the natural so hopeless and there were times where we 
couldn't communicate with her at all because we didn't know because when she wasn't conscious so all I could do was sit in that room and just put on my headphones because it was you know I was in ICU I couldn't really be yes noisy and I just sat there I closed my eyes and I worshiped and the presence of wow. God just filled, wow. filled that space and I was just in this place of complete joy and well complete peace rather and just you know basking in the presence of God and I just was hoping that it would just overflow onto her and fill that place. And, you know, so that's, for me, that was one of the road tested wow. when you just lose yourself in the presence of God and focus on who he is. It's not the same thing as escapism. Escapism is just, you know, distracting yourself with something right. else. Yes. Like yes. movie or food yes. or like promiscuous video or whatever it is. Um, to try to replace it with something else. But, That's you know, right. God is truth. He is the way and the truth and the life. True. So when you to God, it's not denying that problems exist. It's yes. getting in the fact that he is so much bigger than all of these things. Yes. And it's not, not escapism. It's running to the truth that God is truly greater than whatever those problems are, that he is the one in control, that his reality is higher than this reality of what we see, I'm not saying it's not reality, but his reality is something higher yes. and is something that will overcome all of these things. Yes. Um, so um, it's, it, yeah, it's not cliche to say that we, we do need to learn to obviously, and all the things that hopefully are obvious to listeners, um, read the Bible regularly, um, pray, have, people who are praying for you, you know, your yes, prayer yes. support, your community yes, yes. that you struggles with um, people who know, you know, that if I, I know that if I share my prayer requests with them, that they will be praying for those right. things. Yes. yes. Um, hearing from the Lord, you know, the more we practice hearing from the Lord, the more we, we are able to hear him again. Yes. It might not be audible voice might not even be inner audible, but, um, in the different ways, whether it's True. something as to us or a scripture popping off, seeming like it popped off the page and, and worship. And the more that those become a daily habit, that when the time of crisis hits, it becomes the natural place to run to. It's not an awkward place to run yes. to. Yes, so, yes, Like yes. if you have a, like, you know, certain family members, like you just call them or run to them. And if yes. you didn't have a city where you live, you have that hesitation and that awkwardness. Yes. Like, well, there's my neighbor, like and but we don't have that kind of relationship. But wow. I really need. So sometimes you have to press through and go anyway. Yes. But the more we have cultivated that kind of relationship with the Lord, in in the fair weather times, it's yes. just a place where you yes. run to in the foul weather times, and and you do experience that peace. Yes, yes, that's so beautiful. Thank you, sis. Thank you so much. So, so having a focus on God, you know, magnifying God above our problems. So, and having a strong community of people around you who share the same faith, you know, building up each other. So, these are some of the things that will really help us. And thank you so much for touching upon all of these aspects so well. And it's it's such a blessing. I'm like I said, <laughs> there's so much for me personally to grasp that I would really go back and <laughs> kind of prayer so many times. I, I'm really so blessed doing this with you. And I thank you for being so, uh, you know, transparent with us, sharing 
uh, you know, your journey. And, um, and I would like to ask you to pray, close this uh, conversation. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this, this time that we could share and we could talk about you and talk about worship. Lord, um, even as we talk about this, God, I pray that we won't walk away just having talked about you, but we would remember that it's, it's all about your presence. Um, and it's not just this mystical thing, or it's not just about supernatural experiences that give us goosebumps, but your presence is, it's you. It's having a personal relationship with you in the most intimate way possible. So Lord God, I just pray for the grace for everybody listening that they would all walk into a deeper level of knowing you as an intimate friend of allowing you to come in to every place in their hearts, God. I pray that we would all be willing to just open up the doors, even those secret hidden doors inside the, the house of our lives, Lord, and just letting you walk into every nook and cranny so that you could breathe life into every space, Lord. God, I pray that we would all grow as worshipers, Lord God, that yes. we would be worshipers in the secret place before we try to be worshipers on a platform. God, I pray that um, that your Holy Spirit would just also give us the grace to to be disciplined to make that time for you and, yes. and to do the things that we need to make a even a, a public worship service possible, Lord God. But once we are in that place that we would just hand over the keys to you and allow yes, you to God. sit in the driver's seat and, and really do whatever you wish, Lord God. Help us to have greater confidence in who you are and what you want to do through us and even and even apart from us, what you want to do among the people who are present, Lord. God, I pray that you, your spirit would just help make sense of all the things that I've shared and let the right deposits go to the right people and Amen. help um, help us all to process the right things at the right time and in the way that applies to our lives in that in this particular season lord god we just give you the glory and the honor we thank you jesus and we pray all these things in jesus name amen 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 amen